Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three Under Par podcast. This is a golf podcast where little white ball is life. I'm your host, Scotty T, and we have a special episode coming your way today. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving out there. For this episode, we have Cam Rogers from the Believe in Tiger Woods podcast. We spoke to Cam right before Thanksgiving, and we had a fantastic talk. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. We talk Tiger Woods. Cam Rogers hosts a podcast, a golf podcast, specifically and only about Tiger Woods. He goes into why uh, Tiger is the best player of all time, how he got started with the podcast, and we really hope you enjoy it. Before we dive into the interview, follow us on social media at three on the par pod that is the number three three on the par pod on twitter and instagram and if you like this episode please subscribe give us a review on apple podcasts and most importantly is tell a friend tell a friend give us five stars but tell a friend we want to grow this thing organically as we keep teasing we got some big things coming down the pipeline come 2020 we want to finish the year strong though get a couple of guests on if we can and uh we hope you enjoy this episode with cam rogers Okay, we are joined now by Cam Rogers of the Believe Tiger Woods podcast. Cam, how's it going, man? Gentlemen, good to be with you guys. Always exciting to talk Tiger Woods these days, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, well, that's actually one of the first questions I had written down for you here is, uh, what'd you think of Tiger Woods' this season? I mean, obviously the Masters was, a, I think, a highlight for every golfer this year. Yeah. It was an interesting year, guys. Um, I would say an emotional roller coaster would be the best way to put it. Now, it's interesting. I started the podcast a week before the Masters, so the timing could not be any better. Oh, my goodness. Wow. With him, uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, almost like the stars aligned. And so for 2019, I mean, obviously for Tiger Woods to go out there at Augusta National – and hoist the green jacket after everything he has been through, guys. As we stand right now, talking on these phone lines, we are 10 years out of that infamous Thanksgiving crash and disaster, if you want to put it that way. And here we are talking about Tiger Woods being a Masters champion. It's just truly amazing when you sit back and think about it because you ponder all of the back surgeries, right? The microdisectomies, whatever those things are. He had them, plenty of them. He had the Achilles problems. I mean, remember him on his knees at the Barclays not too long ago. And he battled through all of that adversity to go ahead and win the Masters. It was truly unbelievable. With that said, the rest of 2019 was a little bizarre. Now, um, you had him struggle a little bit throughout the summer. The other majors were pretty brutal. He went ahead, got a top 10 at the Memorial, so you thought maybe he was building some momentum there for the Open Championship and all of that. That did not pan out. And then we get to the fall swing. And by the way, it was a surprise in of itself to see Tiger Woods actually playing in the fall, but here he is playing in Japan at the Zozo Championship. And what does he do? He goes out and wins. So I think what we are learning about this new Tiger is that he's not going to contend in every tournament, but... He certainly, obviously, has the chops to go out and win any tournament anywhere, anytime. So he's not going to be as consistent as he once was, and I don't think really it'd be realistic to expect him of that going forward. 
but he'll certainly be in contention. So for 2019, for him to get the Masters victory, I think is an A in my eyes, just because he got probably the most important tournament on the schedule under his belt. Definitely. No, I'm with you there. It's Yeah, it's almost like at the end of the 2018 season when he won the Tour Championship, we almost felt better because I think that happened at the tail end of that season. And then he wins the Masters right high, but had to, didn't really do too much afterwards, like you said. Um, I, I thought it was funny after he won the Zozo Championship, uh, kind of transitioning out to the President's Cup. I forgot who was interviewing him, asked him, hey, like, well, how does the Tiger Woods player or the Cats think about the player? I think he made a pretty good impression. Uh, what do you think about him picking himself for the President's Cup? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. So I was kind of posing this theory that Tiger Woods was going to pick himself regardless of the result of the Zozo Championship because, guys, you look at the rosters right now for the President's Cup, the U.S. team is absolutely going to obliterate the international team. I mean, just <laughs> talent-wise, I mean, it's going to be a massacre, an absolute massacre. So with that logic in mind, if you're Tiger Woods, you're like, okay, who gives a crap? if I'm going to play on the team or not, because we're going to crush the other side. It doesn't even matter. I might as well play and pick myself and all that. Now I was expecting Tiger to of course address his players and, you know, get their thoughts on whether they would be okay with him playing on the team and all that. All of those theories, all of those thoughts put to the side because he goes ahead and wins the Zozo and that settles that. He picks himself for the president's cup. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think the players, really respect Tiger. I mean, how can you not? And I think, honestly, it's going to be an extra shot in the arm, if you will, of motivation and passion out there, which already has a lot of passion in of itself. He's talking about the President's Cup here. So I think it's a great thing. I can't wait to watch more Tiger Woods golf. Here's the other thing, guys. We're not going to see you know, a 20-tournament Tiger Woods in a given season. I mean, we're just not. We never really did. But we're going to see Tiger's schedule condense more and more and more. And I always tell my listeners to really just appreciate what he is doing right now and appreciate the fact that he's healthy. He's out there. He's hitting putts. He's hitting driver. No pain. No wincing. And, you know, in the season of being thankful, I think that is certainly something that I'm thankful for, that Tiger Woods is healthy and he's still playing golf. For sure. So based off of these first few questions we've asked you, you clearly know a lot about Tiger. I got to hear the story on what made you want to create a podcast solely dedicated to Tiger. How did that all kind of come apart or come together? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Believe Podcast Network is really an awesome network. They do fantastic shows dedicated to plenty of teams out there, some niche-type topics like Vanderpump Rules. If you guys are uh, reality TV fans, go ahead and check that out. The Bachelor <laughs> We've got some uh, oh, 49ers content. <laughs> there you go. All over that. Um, and so, you know, I sat back and thought to myself, well, Tiger Woods is the game of golf. I think more so than any other individual in any other sport. Tiger is the ratings. He is the excitement. He is the passion in the sport. You know, I don't take pride in saying that. I really do wish there could be somebody to – kind of take the torch from Tiger Woods after he retires from the game. I don't think there's anybody out there. And with that logic in mind, I was like, you yeah, might as well start a show dedicated to this guy because, I mean, you have Tiger Tracker on Twitter. That has a gajillion followers, more so than a generic 
Golf Channel Twitter account, for example. So, I mean, it's that brand name. And so the other thing was nobody else was doing it. Nobody else was doing the Tiger Woods podcast. So I so I was like, all right, might as well get on board with this, get it going. And um, I have some history with Tiger. I interviewed him once at the uh, Deutsche Bank Media Day event when it was called the Deutsche Bank back oh, wow. in a few years ago. Yeah, in Boston, Massachusetts. So that was a, a good time. And uh, a little bit before that, he actually rejected my request for an autograph, which was kind of hilarious. And that's a story in of itself. <laughs> um, if we want to go into it, we could certainly do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think Tiger, obviously the swag on the golf course, he's such a cool guy. And he's so open now with the media too, guys, that, you know, there's just more content than ever, more ways than ever to get to know him and report more on him than ever before. You know, the 2000 Tiger Woods said nothing. You know, he was on the golf course. He was doing his thing. He didn't like the media. He didn't like interacting with other players, really. And so the Tiger Woods that we have now is really something to be cherished because he is just so open and we're learning so much. And so I'm having a great time with it. And, uh, you know, we'll continue forward as we uh, get into 2020. Absolutely. Hopefully we got a, some more big tournaments coming up for him. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a little something. We had a question from one of our viewers Sure. They were asking about the total wins and then the majors, his major count. So we kind of went around the horn and each one of us answered, do we think he's going to get to the total number of wins, which I think we all unanimously said yes. I think that's something that's pretty obvious. But I'm kind of curious to hear your side of the uh, question about the majors. Do you think he can catch Jack? Mm, it is. So hard, man. I mean, let me tell you, let me first say, just stepping back for a second, that Tiger Woods now is very environmentally dependent on how he performs. How is his back that morning? Can he get a full-on practice routine going before the first round? How's the weather? So on and so forth. And so, for example, you have an open championship. If it is cold and rainy and his back tightens up, I don't like his chances in that particular week. And so because Tiger Woods is very dependent on exterior factors more so than ever before, he kind of has a disadvantage. And um, so for Tiger Woods, just to answer your question point blank, I think he can catch Jack, and I think he probably will at the very least tie him. Why is that? Because, well, luckily for him, the Masters is at the same venue at the same time every single year. And if you guys recall, way back in 2009, fresh off the scandal and all of that, or actually it'd be 2010, he finished tied for fourth with barely barely picking up a club. And he actually hit it all over the ballpark. He didn't even have a great week, and he finished inside the top five. So, so there's something about Augusta National that Tiger Woods will continue to contend. Uh, back to the Open Championship, I still think that really sets up well for his game. Keep the driver in the bag hit those long irons. His long irons were fantastic this year, guys. I mean, in terms of proximity and strokes gained, he was really, really solid with that club. I think that'll suit him well going forward at Open Championships. So if he does catch Jack, it'll be because of the Masters and the Open Championships, less so because of the U.S. Open and the PGA, just because of how the courses usually set up, the environment, and how everything really caters to Tiger Woods and his 40s as we stand right 
Definitely going to agree with you there. So kind of turning tables here a little bit, talking about how much longer does Tiger really have? Of course, we're never going to see the dominant Tiger where he's blowing people out. You know, he's, he just doesn't, I don't think he has that anymore, but no doubt in my mind, he's going to keep winning. The guy, he's got a heart of a champion. So, I mean, really the question is, since we're down to the majors count, and you basically just nixed two of the majors each year. How many years do you think Tiger would have left to actually have a good chance of winning those majors? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, you look at his age right now and his body, there's just an element of unpredictability to it, right? Because you never really know what morning he's going to wake up and he's going to have back pain. Because the thing with the back is that, it's very finicky. I mean, we saw it with Tony Romo to give you a football example. The guy had major back issues and a big reason why he retired. So going back to my point, why we should always appreciate Tiger Woods on the golf course and all that. Uh, to answer your question, I think the window would probably be the next decade of good, solid Tiger Woods and major championship golf. Ten I mean, years left. Ten years. 10 years of him being able to contend. You may recall Jack Nicholas was up there on the leaderboard back in 2006, I believe, and he faded away towards the end. I forget which major it was. I want to say it was the Open Championship, but I could be wrong. Of course, we have the other example of Tom Watson doing Tom it. Tom Watson's most famous one, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Turnbury there, losing to Stuart Sink. And so, um, yeah, I think a decade, and then it's a full stop right after that. Like, after 10 years, I don't think there's any shot. Um, but just because Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, he is the anomaly. He is the exception of the game of golf. And we cannot underestimate him. And he showed us that back in uh, the early part of April and here in 2019 that uh, we really should not underestimate his abilities. Um, and so, you know, obviously the other factor is that the technology and the fitness level of a lot of these golfers out here, I think you're going to see longer careers. The Dustin Johnsons, the Justin Thomases, the Rory McIlroys of the world. These guys are going to play really solid golf, possibly into their early 60s on the PGA Tour, not the PGA Tour champions. So um, I think that's another factor as well. So based off of all of this, I think we know who your favorite golfer is. Who is your second favorite golfer? And also a follow-up question, what are your thoughts on Phil? Are you like an anti-Phil guy because you're Team Tiger? Uh, I'm not. So to answer the Phil question, definitely not. I actually like how Phil has evolved a little bit in the social media space. That's and for, sure. for sure. Yeah. And yeah. self-deprecating humor. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Dude, his game is solid. Um, and so, you know, definitely not an anti-Phil guy, especially because Tiger isn't an anti-Phil guy. I mean, for the most part, you don't see too many one-on-one -on -one bad blood on the PGA Tour. I think we had a little bit of a spat with Tiger and Sergio back in 2013. You guys may recall at the Players' Championship. That got a little ugly. But, I mean, Sergio kind of has his fair share of problems. So, yeah, definitely, um, <laughs> to say the least, definitely not an anti-Phil guy. I like what he's doing and uh, hopefully he can contend here in 2020 on the PGA tour. He won uh, in, during the winter portion, if you will, of 2019. So um, we'll see what he can do 
uh, going forward in 2020. As for my second favorite golfer, this is a great question. I'm going to have to sit back and think about this for a second because there are like a lot of good personalities out there. I mean, I like Justin Thomas a lot. Uh, his game is just absolutely incredible. I would really like to see Jordan Spieth have somewhat of a quote-unquote bounce-back year. Um, but when I follow golfers on the PGA Tour in particular, I like to see a lot of personality. And for some reason, and it's a little weird, I kind of like Patrick Reed. Um, you know, he kind of gets a bad rap sometimes, and he likes to play the villain on the PGA Tour. But, you know, I think he's an exciting guy. Obviously, he won in the later part of the year here in 2019. And, you know, obviously, he's a Masters champion, too. So I think what he brings to the game is great. And I'll just do a third person, if you guys don't mind, Brooks Kepka. I mean, yep. what he is saying to the media these days, he certainly writes the stories for a lot of these reporters um, just because uh, he really doesn't care. You know, he says whatever he thinks. And you know what? With how he plays the major championships, he can say whatever the hell he wants. That's true. I mean, uh, it's funny. Whenever you mention JT, that's Thomas's maybe least favorite popular golfer. I would say. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> as far as your the couple names you listed, I'll agree they have big personalities and they're out there. Um, as far as the Patrick Reed, again, you're you're not wrong, but as far as he doesn't even sniff my top two hundredth favorite golfer. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, and I get that. I totally get that. I don't hold that against you at all because a lot of people don't like him. Yeah, yeah that doesn't have anything to do with that. Sometime he dresses just like Tiger, does it? Yeah, the Sunday red when he tries to wear his Sunday red. Oh, oh yeah, uh. yeah, he's got the wannabe Sunday red going. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little bit unoriginal. It's like, I mean, I'll do it sometimes, but I'm not on the PGA tour. So right. Pat, I mean, come on, bro. But yeah. no, uh, yeah, he's got to get that Ricky Fowler, you know, sort of brand going where he sticks to one color that's not red or orange on Sundays and just rolls with it. But, you know, he can't be in Tiger Shadow. I totally no. get that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Houston guy, too. So we should be a little bit more on board with him because that's where we're, we're based out of. But <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, not, not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. So. Not, gonna, <laughs> not today. We'll that's work right. on it, right? We'll work on it. Hey, it depends on how he plays in the President's Cup this year considering he was one of those picks that we didn't really see coming. Yeah, you know – he he proved himself towards the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs and the PGA Tour season in terms of winning. Um, we'll see if his, he behaves, unlike, you know, recently at the Ryder Cup. But stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting. Well, Cam, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely have to get you back on. We'll let you run. Uh, we're a little pressed for time here going over a little bit. But, man, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, for our listeners – who want to follow you and stay up to date with you, follow your podcast, where can they subscribe and follow you on social media? Absolutely, guys. Yeah, just go ahead and search, honestly, Tiger Woods, wherever you get your podcast, and you will find it as the first thing that pops up. You'll see my name there as well, Cam Rogers, and feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think about the show, at Mr. Rogers 99 No D in Rogers, so like the actual Mr. Rogers. Uh, <laughs> Solid. Be sure to hit me up on on Twitter, right? I think that movie's coming out pretty soon with uh, Tom Hanks. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, appreciate the time, guys. And uh, yeah, keep going with the podcast. And I'll be uh, helping you guys out getting Dave Kamen, Scott Rude. Those guys are great, and you'll enjoy those interviews too. Awesome, Cam. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, and we'll get you on soon, especially once Tiger 
surpasses Sam Snead and hopefully wins the <laughs> Masters again to defend his title. All right, gentlemen, appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving, all right? All right, you, you too. too. Thanks. All right, take care.